Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Summer, summer, summertime, summertime. Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair because basketball courts in the summer got girls there. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Light the Fight. That's what happens when Heidi's gone. And if you don't know who that is, that's Will Smith's big-time hit from the 90s, Summertime. I'm sure most of you guys have heard that song. If you haven't, check it out. Get on iTunes, wherever you listen to your music at. Summertime by Will Smith. It's a whole lot better than I made it sound, that's for sure. But as I said, uh, Heidi's out of town uh, this week, so you got me. You're just, you're just left with, I don't know if I'm 50% or if I'm 20% of the duo. I know of a percentage, it probably isn't 50%. But it's me, David. Thank you, as always, for visiting us here at Light the Fight. Thank you to our uh, community sponsor, 1-800-CONTACTS, for making this all possible and happen. And thank you to all you parents out there who are still in the fight. Because I see you swinging. Eventually, you're going to hit something. Sometimes you, you may not feel like you're connecting with anything, you parents out there. But the simple fact that you're listening to our podcast, and hopefully you're listening to other podcasts, reading good books, soaking up all the information you can, how to be the best parent you can be, hats off to you. Let me give you a little round of applause. Because you all deserve it out there. Moms, dads, everyone out there for staying in this fight, not wanting to give up. Because let's face it, it gets hard sometimes and you want to give up. And sometimes giving up may just sound like you just don't want to make dinner for everybody that night. And that's okay. I'm sure they could figure out how to do Uber Eats. or I mean, our kids are pretty resourceful nowadays. Before you know it, if you're not cooking anymore, they might just... uh, Put in a little request to uh, um, Grubhub, and next thing you know, dinner's prepared. On your card, of course, though. So I just want to put that out there. But without further ado, I want to get into a a topic and a subject that's been um, just that time of the year. It's the reason why I kicked it off with the summertime song. So let me paint a little picture for you, parents. It's May. You know what they say about May. April showers bring May flowers, unless you live here in Utah, and I think it snowed today. That's a whole other point. Point is... It's a time of the year where something's peeking around the corner. Starts with an S, ends with an ummer. It is summer. In most places, you know it's almost there. Here in Utah, it still feels like winter. But in most places, you know it's almost there. How do you know? Kids are getting antsy and restless. It's about time to get out of school. They're itching. They're saying things like, why do we even have to go to school for the last week? They don't do anything. And then they tell you all the stories about how your friends aren't even going or people are not doing this and why can't you sleep in? And the debate begins to start summer a week early. So if you can relate to what I'm telling you right now, you're at the right place. Summer is coming and with the change of summer comes a change in routine. (sighs) That could be a problem for a lot of people. Not just you, not just your kids. 
It can be a problem for how your relationship works with your spouse. It can be a total problem with logistics of coming and going and schedules. Even though summer brings in the better weather, even though summer, hopefully if you're, if you're fortunate enough, brings in you know trips and lots of outdoor activities, summer also brings forward a false sense of security. I can tell you this. During the summertime, I'll always have a handful of people that were coming consecutively and not because I was asking them to come because they really needed to come. They wanted to come. But for some reason during the summertime, they took vacation breaks. They had things that distracted them. A lot of good distractions. And here's the warning that comes with what I'm about to talk to you about. Like anything in life, structures, routines can keep boundaries, can keep rules in order so that we can see that we're progressing and moving forward. Structure equals safety. Having structure can give you a whole lot of progress as long as the structure is pointed in a specific direction, like graduating from high school, completing a project. So what I want to talk to you guys about today was with summer coming, and just like I said, around the corner, with the obvious change in most everyone's schedules who's listening to this, you could either try to roll the change as it comes, or you can be ahead of the change. For those of you people that are listening to our podcast that don't have the best relationship with your kids, they are not completely obedient and do not always do what you say or would like them to do. For those people out there, that are in that situation, I want you to make sure that you listen closely because this is the time of year that it's easy to drift away. This time of year, it's easy to get caught up in those distractions I talked about. Many of them are great ones. And to kind of take a break from your problems as if they're not there. And for some people, because your kids aren't in school, maybe that's so much of your problem that it seems as if now that school's over with, you can go and relax a little bit yourself too. I caution you and warn you, Summertime is not the time to relax from building the relationship with your kids and it's definitely not the time to relax and having a schedule and some sort of structure. Now, if you're a parent out there that already is super structured, has everything, you know, calculated to the hour and and to the actual day for the whole entire summer, you might need to back off this a little bit. But I'm talking to those people who are like the people I referred to, some of the the families that I work with that during the summertime that, you know, I think even with the best intentions, they just, you know, it's not a priority anymore. But the reason why there comes a warning with this is because fall is coming and it's coming and school's coming with it. Regardless what you do this summer, those challenges are coming back this next year. Now, if your last kid of the house has graduated from high school and they're off to college, well then skip this and go listen to one of our other episodes. But for those people who still have younger kids, they don't have to be just teenagers, but younger kids that still have to go to school the next year, and your kids have had some challenges and problems, this is the time to pull out your calendars and to start planning. So I should have Heidi here at this episode because she's all about the planning. She's got the planning, you know, the, the calendars, um, all the cool stuff in her products. Anything you can visit at shopheidi.com. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's never done a, a personal plug for her own brand here, so I thought I would. But what this means is what you want to do is you want to take a calendar. You want to take a look at your calendar, all the trips, all the things that you have planned out. 
you have to create a schedule out of what seems to be an open schedule. So I have a lot of parents right now that have a couple weeks throughout the summer where their kids have camps or there's things that they're planned. But the times that they don't have camps, it's really easy for you as a parent to just allow everything to go astray. It's easy to let your kids sleep until noon. Um, it's e- When I say it's easy, meaning you don't have to tell them to sleep in. If you have a kid that likes to sleep in, they're going to sleep in. It's easy to do that. And the reason why it's easy to do that is because people, specifically teenagers, feel like they've worked so hard throughout the year that they deserve this summer break. First off, summer breaks, in my opinion, are completely horrible for the development and the education process, first off. okay, Going that long without any information um, is not good, just like anything else. You only get better at things you practice. So if you're practicing education and learning, you got a little break from it. So it doesn't actually help that they have this much time off, but let's just work with it. So when it comes to planning your summer, I want you to get out a calendar and I want you to specifically mark down all the things that you know you have to do or certain weeks that your kids have to be gone. So I call them free weeks. So what a free week would be is let's say you have a, a, a vacation trip planned to Hawaii, right? And for that whole entire week, that would be a free week. So that would be a week where there's not a bedtime to wake up. There's not a bedtime to go to sleep. There's simply just, you're on vacation. You just cut everybody a little slack. But if you start off the summer getting everybody to agree, and when I say agree, it's a loose agreement. They just have to go along with it. They don't have to love it. But getting everyone to agree to a a specific structure or schedule that works around all your vacation, fun times, camps, then you're going to have a better opportunity to learn something from the summer and continue your progress for the fall and for the wintertime. Here's what typically happens. Summertime, things go astray, come back. Not only is it difficult to wake up early in the morning, all the typical things when you go back to school, but it's going to be very difficult for the structure of psychological, mental, and relationship growth to happen when there is no structure during the summertime. Do not think that there is time during the summer, so that means that you have time to relax and chill. It will make your relationship harder in the fall if you're still not doing difficult things with your kids during the summer. So that means if you're not pushing your kids to do things that are uncomfortable for them, if you're not requiring some sort of wake-up time, turning the phone in at night, Rules and boundaries are needed during the summertime just as much as they're needed during the school time. The challenge is, is that how do you make rules and boundaries for the summertime that don't make you look like you're the meanest parents of the world and being strict and controlling, while at the same time, having rules and boundaries that keep some order, but still allow for a little bit of fun. So that's why I said, pick your free weeks. Every family I work with does this a little bit differently. They have an idea of like how many weeks that they want to allow for free weeks. So let's say there is an eight-week summer, okay, one, two, nine-week summer. Let's say in that nine-week summer, you're looking at three weeks where you definitely know you're going to be out of town, and it'd be absurd and ridiculous to try to keep some sort of structure or order during that three weeks. If you tell your family and sit them down and say, here's what we got going for the summer, we're going to call these three weeks. We're going to call these three weeks free weeks. You explain to them that, hey, we're just on vacation. Maybe you have some rules on your vacation, but there's not like a real big structure. Then you explain to them out of those nine weeks of the summer, three are free weeks and six are not free weeks. So you describe to them that during the weeks that are not free, what exactly is expected of them? 
You always want to make it a little bit more looser than you did during the school year. So if during the school year they have to get up by 6 o'clock to be at school in time, and during the summertime they have no reason to get up for anything, you have to give them a get-up time. Now that get-up time, let's say it's at something like 9 o'clock. Not too late, not too early, just right. Porridge is just right. And by the way, you don't have to use nine. That's just the first time that came to my mind that's typical for parents to use during the summertime. So let's say you choose nine o'clock. You tell your kids, like, all right, during the summertime, you're going to have a nine o'clock. You have to wake up every day. They're going to, you know, piss and moan about it. <laughs> They're not going to like it. And for good reason. And you can sit there and say, hey, you know, I really want to, to hear from you about, you know, why you have a hard time or not a hard time, but why you don't like this. And even if you know exactly why, just let them say it. Oh, you know, I've worked all hard during the summertime. You're, you're absolutely right. And here's why we're going to keep a getting up time during the summertime, even though you don't have to get up at any particular time, is because life doesn't have summer, winter, fall, and spring. Life is 365 days a year, regardless of what, I mean, ask construction workers, right? Ask them about the difference between summer and winter. They go, well, one of them I'm sunburnt and one of them I'm freezing. But both of them, they're still going to work and doing the job. If you do this approach properly, it will sound very similar to one of our last episodes, like a parenting agreement. But it's a soft agreement. So you tell your kids three basic things. Chore, wake up time, go to bed time, um, it doesn't have to be exactly three, but a handful of things that are expected for them to do for those weeks. But here's where it really falls heavy on you, parent. I don't want you to work too hard during the summer, but this is not a free, uh, a free lunch for you either. You're going to have to keep track of every single week on your phone, make a little list. Did they wake up on these particular times when they're supposed to? Did they not wake up when they're supposed to? Did they turn in their phone when they're supposed to? Did they not turn in their phone when they weren't supposed to? Now, you do this on a week-to-week basis. At the end of the week, you simply, instead of tell your kids that they didn't do what they're supposed to be doing, this and that and the other, you simply show them what had happened throughout the week. If there was three times where they got up late, I mean, like you're begging them to get up, then you simply tell them, say, this first week is your warning. The second week, for every single day that you get up, when I say get up, they just said get up and start getting out of their room, start getting ready. They don't have to be you know, excited for the day and doing jumping jacks or anything like that. But what you tell them is that they have to be up and moving and about and starting on something. If they're able to do that every single day of the second week, then there's no consequences whatsoever. But if they're not able to do that, You let them know after the first week that the second week that they'll then have to have some sort of consequence. Now, that consequence could be they either have to not hang out with friends that night or a night, turn in their phone for 24 hours. Uh, They can't use their car for 24 hours. So to make this very simple, I want you to do what's called a one for one. So if there's a day where they slept in this past week, let's say we're going Monday through Friday. Let's say on Wednesday they slept in. You talk with them on Friday. You say, okay, now I want you to pick one day this week that you're actually going to go to bed early. 
or have an earlier curfew. So what you're doing is you're doing these one-for-one exchanges. But the only way this works is you have to keep notes and you have to keep track of it. So to make it very simple, whatever your things are on your list that you're requiring them to do, let's say getting up early, doing a chore after they get up, some sort of responsibility, okay? Turning their phone in at night, being home on time, communicating when they're out with their friends. Any one of those things, if they don't do it in the second week, the first week you're like, hey, listen, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, I'll cut you some slack. The second week, you are going to lose your phone privilege for a day if you don't turn it in to me this next week. So let's go the second week, Monday through Friday. Your kid doesn't turn in their phone. They, um, let's say they don't turn their phone twice. Let's say they get up late twice. Okay, at the end of the week, you look at your, your little notes that you took. You said, hey, twice you didn't turn your phone. Twice, you know, um, you, you didn't come home. Then you say, all right, now you're going to have to do an exchange for this next week. Now you want you to pick two days you're going to have to go without your phone and two days that you're not going to go out and leave the house and hang out with friends. They can be upset. They can be frustrated with it. This is stupid. This is ridiculous. And just say, hey, listen, there's another option. The other option is, is every time you don't do these things, I take away your phone for a week. I ground you much more, you know, long distance into the summer, you know, and take away bigger privileges. And again, when they contest it and they say, listen, this isn't fair. This isn't right. We haven't done this in past summers. Say you're right. We haven't done this in past summers and that's my fault. I am getting on you during the, during the school year that you're not staying on top of things, that you're not doing things you're supposed to do. But during the summertime, we all took too much time off. Summertime should not be, and trust me, I'm as I'm saying this, I have to admit to you, I'm cringing because I'm still a teenager. And I'm hearing this going, what? Ah, man, don't tell your kids, you'll thank me in the future. It'll be better for you. Save all that nonsense. You just need to do it. When you enact this and you say, no, this is going to be better for you. And if they say, well, how this, that, don't say about the future, say, here's how it's going to be better for you. Because at the end of each week, if you do all these, by the way, they're just basic little things. If it's mowing the lawn, they just got to mow the lawn one time during the week, not every day, right? If they do those basic things throughout the week, then you're going to give them something as a bonus at the end of each week. Now, at the end of three weeks, you're going to give them a bigger bonus. Now, parents, this is where you got to get creative. What if they want to go to a concert? And what if you're like, oh, I don't really want them to go to the concert, but you haven't said no because you know how much it means to them. You add that into the agreement. Say, you give me three weeks in a row of doing these things and I'll let you go to the concert or I'll pay for it. Shoot, if you go four weeks in a row, I'll pay for you and your friend to go to the concert. The point of this whole entire approach is that you're building the relationship with them while doing something difficult at the same time. To avoid responsibility as a parent and for them to avoid responsibility as a teenager in the summertime, I know, I know we don't mean to do this, but it's careless. Look at all the work you did from September to May or June, and then you're just going to take a few months off? It just doesn't make sense. There's no business out there that says, hey, we're going to kill it really hard for nine months and just not do anything for three months. That business would be out of business. So in this exchange approach, like I said, it's if you haven't listened to one of our 
earlier episodes it's called the parent-teen partnership approach. It's a mild version of this. The whole entire reason of doing this during the summertime is to keep the wheels turning. You don't want dust to gather. You don't want things to get stagnant and stuck because it will be as if you didn't have any progress the year before that was made when you start out the fall year if you don't keep things going during the summertime. And if you're always the nice guy during the summertime, yeah, it makes you the happier, nicer parent, but you don't get a better, stronger relationship with your kid if you just give them everything that they want. That's actually not true. It doesn't happen. You get a better relationship with your kid by partnering with them and letting them know, hey, this is difficult for me during the summertime. I know this is difficult for you, but instead of telling you it's just going to be better for you someday, I'm going to add a little bit rewards to it. Each week you get done doing the week, I'll let you stay out and uh, an hour later on your weekend curfew for the next week. You must be creative. I don't know what your kids I don't know what the carrots that you can dangle in front of your kid's face are going to be. I don't know what's going to motivate them. But I do know that if you keep up this type of progress throughout the summertime, you're going to find out that the fall time is just business as usual. It's lighter during the summer, but it's still work. So a couple of basic uh, reminders and principles to help you guys really bring this home. Reminder number one, you work too hard throughout the year to just coast during the summer. It's not, it's not a summer break. It's just a different time of year and it's a different schedule. Number two, get out your calendar and figure out when I say your calendar on your phone or whatever, mark down all the different things you'll have to be gone for. Take those out and count those as free weeks or free days. It's just basically free time. But if once you do that, you have to sit down the family, you have to sit the kids down and you have to tell them that you nag them a lot during the school year. You get after them. And that you personally have found out that in order to change this, you're going to have to change something different. So not to be a mean person, you're not going to make it like a, you know, a prison camp during their summertime, but not to be uh, a parent who just neglects all the work and all the hard stuff that you guys did during the school year to get to this far. You also want to tell them at the same hand, say, listen, we're going to have to keep this show going. We can't just shut down shop just because it's summertime. And know that with the resistance that comes, accept the resistance. Tell them, well, you know, I, I want to hear what you have to say. If they're complaining about something, say, okay, well, I hear your complaint. I tell you what, let's compromise. How about you don't have to be up at 8 o'clock, let's make it 9 o'clock. So what you do is you want to bait your kids into a conversation with you about making the summer be a summer where you still keep on moving and you don't become stagnant. But if you just tell them that they have to do all these things, whether they like it or not, then there's no conversation. There's no partnership building there. If you shut down their resistance or their attitude or their eye rolls and you get offended by that, then you're going to take it personal and you're not going to be able to follow through with this anyways because you're going to be so upset that you're going to start saying really mean things. And when I say saying really mean things, like you may threaten things that, well, then fine. If you don't want to do this, then I'll just take your phone all summer long. Or you can't go to this camp or you can't hang with your friend. Basically, what I mean is you don't want to do these threats that you most likely won't be able to follow through with. You're just emotional at that particular time. So you start with the calendar. You make sure that you know your dates are at. You sit your kids down. You explain to them. You start off with saying, I think I've faulted you guys in the past. 
I've made things too easy during the summer and then too hard during the year. I'm going to balance it out to make things easier on the year so that I'm not constantly hanging over you guys. I'm going to make things a little bit more tighter during the summer so that hopefully you can earn, use the summer to earn more freedom for the fall. You always want to be constantly playing the next thing that's coming. In sports, they're always talking about who's the next person in the next draft, who's the next talent that's coming up. In parenting, you want to be looking, what's the next thing that's happening that you can use to negotiate your kid's behavior? Because to just get your kids to act a certain way because you want them to do that, those days don't work anymore, and you're not teaching them any negotiating life skills. If they don't like something, they should have the right to complain that they don't like it. But if you're accepting the complaint and you're telling them to share it with them, they're going to get better at sharing their grievances. So they get practice by telling you that they don't like this plan and you get practice by hearing them out about their grievances and offering some sort of negotiation throughout the process. This is something that I got two families right now that are just going to be starting In the past, I've had a lot of families do this, and there's lots of learning to be done, but the main takeaway from it is your life doesn't get easier because summer comes. It just gets warmer, and there's a little bit more fun. It should have structure because that equals safety. It should have some rules and some boundaries, but it should be a little bit looser so your kids know that you're not a mean parent and that you actually do want them to have fun, but fun doesn't mean that you need to throw aside and get rid of structure and consistency throughout the summertime. So I want you to take that parents to heart. Think about that. Everyone's going to do this differently. Everyone's going to have different things that they're going to want to negotiate. Everyone's going to have different free time based upon your summer schedule, camp schedule. And for some of you, You may have to do this a little individually because you may have some little kids who are like, you know, seven, eight-year-olds that are not having the same summer as your 16 and 17-year-olds. So with your older kids, you're going to have to do a different version of this than you would with your younger kids. But I strongly suggest you do this with your younger kids too. Make this about as uniform across the board as you can. Because like I said, summer doesn't mean that life ends. It just means that the sun's out longer and you're probably having more fun. Well, you guys, thank you as always for tuning in to Light the Fight and for taking the time out of your day and of your life to listen to things that we talk about. And, uh, you know, it's it's really cool just having this podcast in general for a lot of different reasons. But one, I'm speaking to you guys, you're listening, and you're having conversations, you're talking with your your partners about what we're talking about here on the podcast, and those conversations make me happy. The reason why they make me happy is because the more times that parents and partners are talking to each other about solutions, when they're both listening to a podcast or reading the same book, it actually makes their partnership and their relationship better. If you're a single parent out there and you're doing it on your own, well, this conversation of you listening to these ideas, bounce this off of friends. You know, you got friends out there that have kids. See if this is something that they would try maybe with you so you have someone that you can kind of like a workout partner do it as like a parent partner where you check with your girlfriend. Hey, we're starting it next week. When are you starting it, have them listen to this podcast, go over the details of our other podcast with the parent team partnership and in association with this one, you should have enough information to get you set and get you right for the summer. And until next time, as Heidi always says, but I'll say it for her. Thank you for helping us to light the fight.
big money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 